Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it's Saturday. It's a pretty good day. There hasn't been a whole lot of stuff that really went on so far in the day. I uh, was able to get up and get started doing a little bit of Instagram stuff, and I did that for about a couple hours and then got a good lift in and kind of just hung out a little bit. Um, It's been... A little bit different for me just because uh, I've been on like a constant grind for about the past, oh, I don't know, I'd say about eight or nine months. Uh, No, about 11 months now because I graduated in May of last year. Um, But I've been on a grind since then to pay off my college loans. And I would have been done a little bit sooner, but in summer of 2019, my car got totaled. So I had to buy a uh, another car. And so I ended up paying both of those off the other day. I finished paying off the car and finished paying off uh, all of my college loans. So I'm officially debt-free, which I'm super pumped about. I've been kind of spending absolutely zero dollars since I graduated, which has been pretty difficult because I go into the stores almost every day to buy things. So going into there and only strictly buying things for reselling can be difficult sometimes, especially when you see uh, you know, a really nice pair of shoes at Ross that uh, are in your size and maybe they don't either resell or maybe you just kind of want them, but it's kind of hard to pass on those, but um, it really hasn't been anything that I was that I bought and I kind of just stuck with it and super pumped to kind of be out of debt and be able to just do, do what I want with my money and not really owe anybody anything uh, financially. So that's something that has been huge for me and um, I've just been super pumped about that, but I worked a little bit on just some different things that I wanted to get done after that. Um, Starting to look at investing in the stock market and stuff like that. Starting to look at different uh, just investment opportunities and different things like that. And then just buying a few things that I've wanted to buy since I graduated. I ended up getting a new phone for my business because my iPhone 6 is ready to crap the bed. I mean, it's just not, it's not the phone that it once was and So I was happy to kind of look and find a phone, find an iPhone XR that'll be good for a little bit. It's a lot better than the one I have now, so I'm just happy to do that. But I kind of went and looked on eBay and then looked on Amazon and looked at different renewed and refurbished phones. And I've always been kind of skeptical of those and never really went down the path of looking for a used phone um, or a renewed or refurbished phone. But couple people that I have listened to that do reselling podcasts stress the importance of buying used objects and buying things that have been used because you can get a pretty good discount for a lot of used objects and they're usually in pretty good shape. So I went and found a pretty reputable phone dealer on eBay and it was between eBay and Amazon and I almost bought it on Amazon just because the return policy or so I thought was really good and I think you have up to 30 days to return it on Amazon, but you actually have up to like 90 days if the product breaks or something like that. I think I remember reading that once, but um, I looked at their listing and I looked at eBay's listing and the eBay listing was uh, 410 bucks for a used iPhone XR and then, well, for a refurbished one. And then on Amazon, it was anywhere from like 430 to 500 plus. So. I ended up buying it on eBay and got a pretty good deal on it compared to where I could have got it other places. So I'm pretty pumped about that just to be able to have a phone that 
you know, when I'm at a store or I'm at a garage sale, it's not ready to die and I don't constantly have to be charging it and stuff like that. So it'll be a lot better and it'll be a lot easier to use. I'm just super pumped about that. Outside of that, um, I was just kind of thinking about my experience buying that phone and how I tried to use Amazon's pricing strategies to my advantage. And it's kind of got me thinking a little bit about Amazon and how I haven't really talked too much about it. So I want to talk about Amazon today and kind of give you a small taste as to what Amazon looks like as a reseller. I've mentioned a few tidbits of things before and kind of touched on it a little bit, but actually a full episode talking about it, I think it give you a better idea of what Amazon is like and how you can really make a lot of money on Amazon. So when I was looking for my phone, I checked the price on the phone and checked the price on different colors of the phone that I wanted multiple times per day. And that was because Amazon is not like Walmart or Target with their pricing strategies. They are much more efficient with their pricing strategies. They're much more robust. They reprice things multiple times a day depending on what the item is. There are there's the ability for individual sellers like me and you to sell on there. And so when you have that kind of competition between sellers where there's more supply and not just one place running the market, there's oftentimes sellers can up and uh, raise and lower the price as they want to, as they want to sell out of stock or as they're more comfortable holding stock longer, they will raise and lower the price depending on how much of a demand there is versus how much they have in Amazon's warehouses or at their house that they're doing uh, merchant fulfilled. So that's really interesting because it gets into the whole thing of people using like a repricer, which is basically a software that reprices your item to get the lowest price. And you may think, well, why would you want the lowest price? But if you're on Amazon, the lowest price is the sell is the buy box price. When you go onto a listing, typically the lowest price is the buy box price. When you hit buy now, the seller that has the best price for the new item is what you're going to be finding first. And that isn't always the case. There's a few other things that play into it. And I don't 100% know what they are, but I do know that not always is the lowest price what you will find in the buy box. But at the same time, um, it typically is. So that's why people will use things like repricers and stuff like that to allow themselves to get that advantage to sell out of their product. I mean, it seems like you'd be making less money, but if you think about it, if somebody undercuts you by a penny and they're getting the buy box and they're selling all their items out, I mean, what's what's two pennies gonna hurt, you know? It's not really gonna affect your business. Now, the problem comes in when you have a ton of people on one listing using repricers and one repricer goes down a penny and then the next one goes down a penny and then it slowly from there trickles down and down and down until you're losing, you know, 12 bucks a day on the profitability of an item uh, because each person's repricer is just going down by a penny almost instantaneously, especially if they're ones that check like every minute instead of every hour because a lot of them will only check at the beginning of the hour or maybe like, you know, you set the time in the hour that it checks and then reprices your item. But if you have two people on a listing that are repricing almost instantaneously, they could drive down the price of an item very, very quickly. So I was using that to my advantage because I know that Amazon fluctuates with their pricing pretty frequently. And so three weeks ago, the phone that I wanted was $399 with free shipping on Amazon from like a reputable seller and everything. And I had an Amazon card, like a, a credit card through Amazon that gets you 5% cash back on anything you buy on Amazon. So I was 
able to, I would have been able to get the phone for 379 bucks plus whatever tax would have been. So it would have been around 400 bucks. Now I waited, I hesitated and partially that was just because I really didn't want to buy it until I was out of debt. I just kind of wanted to, I had already held out this long and I didn't think that the deal was going to jump uh, so much as it did, but I kind of held out and I didn't buy that. And so I checked back last week and the same exact phone, same exact storage capacity, same seller, like everything was now $489. So it had jumped $90 in the course of a week. And so I was like, well, well that sucks because now I'm, I'm not gonna be able to buy that phone. So I waited out a little bit and yesterday I checked and there was a yellow iPhone XR on there for $430, which was really about the low point of where they had gone previous to the $399 deal that I found. And so I was debating buying it and going back and forth and, and things like that. But the real point is you can find deals on Amazon by watching other sellers drastically lower the price on items. And that is one of the things that I was doing, watching them compete to sell their iPhones the fastest, knowing that right now is probably a good time to sell phones because a lot of people are at home with nothing to do and they're buying a lot and they may want a new phone to be able to text people or FaceTime people or whatever they want to do. And so for people that are selling electronics like that right now, they're competing with each other and raising and lowering the prices to sell out faster and then raising the prices once their competitors are sold out to be able to make more money. And that is the game with Amazon to, to an extent. I mean, if you're selling on Amazon, you are trying to find items that you can either do one of three things with. You're doing either a reselling business on Amazon where you are running a business where you're going into retail arbitrage or online arbitrage. You're buying items in a retail store and you're buying items online and you're doing kind of like one-offs where you may get an item, you may get one of an item and you sell it on Amazon. You may get 10 of an item and you sell it on Amazon, but you're not gonna go back and rebuy that item because it's so hard to get that it's just a one-off. You're only gonna buy it one time because you don't have the opportunity to buy more. It's not a replenishable item. Now you can go past that and it, Doing a retail arbitrage kind of thing like that is against Amazon's terms of service in quotes. They really don't approve of people doing that, but at the same point, they allow it as long as you don't tell them that you're doing it. So that's kind of the weird thing about it. They know everybody does it. They know everybody goes into Walmarts and Targets, goes to the clearance section, goes to the toy section and finds these items that are drastically overpriced on Amazon compared to what they are in Walmart. And that's not price gouging as long as it's a non-essential item and it's not a time of, um, well, I'm pretty sure it's depending on whether it's a time of emergency or not, like right now. But if you're selling a child's game, like a, like a puzzle or something on Amazon and you're selling it for 50 bucks above market and somebody buys it, that person's just stupid. They're, <laughs> you're not price gouging anybody. So um, that's kind of where it plays in. And so you can find all these things at Walmart or Target and sell them on Amazon for more money. And so that's kind of where it plays in. Again, Amazon doesn't approve of that, but they know everybody does it. They just kind of bat a blind eye. And once they kind of finally have proof, I guess, that you've done it, or they ask you for a receipt, then they can actually start to take action, that kind of a thing. So the other two ways of selling on Amazon, if you're just selling goods that you've purchased yourself, are wholesale and then private label. 
And so wholesale would be you going across the country, you either going across the country or you going outside of the country. And typically it is you going to like China or somewhere and you sourcing products from them that sell well on Amazon. And so that would be, let's say you find a spatula. Um, I think garlic, garlic, like the little garlic mincers or whatever, those things were doing really well on Amazon. So that was a while ago though. So I'm not giving away anybody's like, I hope I'm not giving away anybody's uh, entire like life business here. But basically these little garlic, um, I think they're like cutters or something. I don't know. I'm not a cook, but they were these little garlic tools that you would use for a clove of garlic. And they were selling on Amazon really, really well. And a bunch of people had started wholesaling them and it worked both ways. You could do private label, you could do wholesale, but wholesale is a little bit more than that. I guess I'm kind of jumping to private label. With wholesale, you're basically buying a bulk amount of products and then you are reselling them on Amazon to make money. And it's a lot different than just doing one-offs from a Target or a Walmart because the margins are a lot different. You're usually doing much slimmer margins on things. You're not doing the 200% ROI or maybe doing 50 and below percent of ROI. Now, a lot of people will only make 20 to 30% uh, profit on what they bought the item for. So they're making, you know, their money back plus 20% of what the paid price was when they bought the item. And so the reason why wholesale is so appealing to people is because you can purchase items and you can replenish them and you can buy them in bulk. So now, even though you're only making uh, 20% or something like that, you can sell so much more of a volume of those items, you can make a lot more money. And so that's another way of selling on Amazon. I guess the third way of selling on Amazon would be private label. And so private label is you actually going out and going back to the garlic mincers. Let's say you are a, um, you're a chef and you have a restaurant and your restaurant is called, um, I don't know, tasty food. Okay. And so if you have the restaurant and you want to sell a product that is branded the same as your restaurant, you could make a private label product for these different uh, garlic tools that they had on Amazon and you could sell it with the name Tasty Foods on it or sell it as the brand Tasty Foods. And so that would be private label. You're buying products, you're making a brand around it, you're driving traffic to your Amazon listing and then you are selling them as if you are selling an, a product as an individual brand would. Think like Nike or Adidas. You're basically making your own brand to sell on Amazon and you're hoping that that brand takes off. You're hoping that you do the right steps to get it to become uh, an actual brand that people rely on and trust and buy. And once they do that, you know, you've kind of established yourself on Amazon as a, as a reputable place to go to buy whatever the people are trying to buy. So if you look at a lot of people use anchor products, A N K E R and anchor is a, from what I understand, they started on Amazon doing exactly this. They were a private label brand. They sold iPhone cables. And then from there, people started to buy a lot of them. People really started to kind of get behind the brand of Anchor. They did some really good things with, I think they were on Snapchat a good bit with just doing um, different branding and uh, marketing on Snapchat when Snapchat was, you know, the place to go for social media. And so they did really well with that. It helped them take off significantly. And then they started moving into things like Bluetooth speakers and chargeable phone cases and all these other things. But they really started to become an actual brand that you can buy at a Walmart and stuff like that. 
all from starting with selling iPhone cables and things like that just on Amazon. And then they branched out from there. So that's kind of how private label works on Amazon. But Amazon is a beast in itself because a lot of people don't realize how strict it is. So for me selling on Amazon versus selling on eBay, there is a complete different mindset I have to have selling on Amazon. You have to be quick a lot of times with some of the items you're buying if you're doing a retail arbitrage item that's like a hot item in the moment. You have to be very quick, you have to get that item sold because a lot of times you'll end up sitting on the item too long and then people will try to undercut you and then you know, in a matter of days the price is cut down by 20 to 30% of what the actual sold price could have been and was when you bought the item. And if you're sending items in like through FBA, um, you know, you're gonna have a hard time trying to sell them and make profit on it at that point. Um, I guess I can touch a little bit on FBA and FBM. So FBA is fulfilled by Amazon, FBM is fulfilled by merchant. You are the merchant. So fulfilled by merchant just means I'm listing something on Amazon, I'm gonna ship it out of my house, I'm gonna buy the label through Amazon. It's a lot like eBay where fulfilled by Amazon is you're shipping items into Amazon, you have to put barcodes on them, you have to go through a whole process of steps that they give you. It's not terrible, I mean, once you kind of figure it out, you you know what the process is, and you have it all uh, down pat and things like that. It's not, it's not a long, drawn-out thing, but it, there are steps that you have to take to send an item into Amazon. And once you send the item into Amazon, they hold it in their warehouse, it can be eligible for Amazon Prime, and once Amazon Prime kind of, once people go look for the item, they can see that your individual listing is on Amazon Prime and they buy it from you. And so that's how Amazon Prime works. Amazon Prime is a lot of Amazon buying from individual sell, like individual uh, brands. So they'll buy in bulk from a brand like, um, like Bowflex or like, uh, you know, what's another brand that, that they would buy a lot from? Um, you know, different different kinds of like athletic wear, like from Nike and stuff like that. Um, but Nike just kind of got out of Amazon. So that's not really a good example. Maybe like Adidas or something like that. So all these different brands will sell directly to Amazon. So Amazon will be the seller on the brand. It works like Walmart. Walmart's the seller of all the different products they have inside their own stores. But, you know, you can't walk into Walmart and start throwing you know items that you have up for sale that you bought at walmart like it doesn't work like that but on amazon you can't you can go and buy things at walmart and then sell them on amazon and compete with amazon to sell the item it's just a lot more strict because when you're doing fba you have to make sure that you have the right item sent in you have to make sure that the item matches the listing you have to make sure that you um, have a competitive price you have to Make sure that you are very, very customer centric because you are held to Amazon standards, which are the customer is always right and there's no other kind of if, ands, or buts about it. So that's just another thing about selling on Amazon that's a little bit different than eBay. On eBay, you have your kind of protection if somebody uh, screws you by sending you an item that has been damaged that you sent to them in good condition. Let's say if they use the item or they open it and something and, and it's not worth what it was because it's now been opened or used on Amazon, they could burn the item and send it back to you. It does not matter. Like you're going to end up having to um, refund them anyway. And that's just how it works. And so there's a couple things you can do. Like if you charge them a restocking fee and things like that, if you fulfill it yourself. But outside of that, it's it's up to 
the buyer to hopefully be a good person and send you something back that's in good condition. And so it's just a little bit different on Amazon. You have to be very customer centric. You have to know what you're doing. You have to make zero mistakes because the mistakes you make could get you kicked off their platform for good or at least for a while if you get uh, suspended. So that is kind of the risk with selling on Amazon, but the reward for selling on Amazon highly outweighs the risk. And that's because Amazon controls 50%, if not more at this point, of all online sales. So if you think of every online website, um, well, I guess all websites are online, but every website that there is, Amazon controls 50% of all sales out of all the websites there are. So that's just one of the things that's crazy because the traffic to Amazon above eBay, above Mercari, above everywhere else is so great that there are so many people viewing your item that you can make uh, you can make sales almost instantaneously. There are products that when you list them and you put them in the box, you send them to Amazon, the moment they hit the shelves in Amazon, they are sold. And it's just because there's so many people, they know that everything is on Amazon. I mean, think about it. If you're going to order something, you're going to go to Amazon. You know that they have it. And even if they don't have it, they will have it at some point. So it's just everything that you would ever want is on Amazon. And there's so many people on Amazon looking for items. Almost everybody has an Amazon Prime account. It's just become a way of life at this point. And so that is why selling on Amazon can make you so much money. Because when you're listing items and you're sending them in, they can charge a premium on their Prime items. They can charge because they get there so fast. They can charge a premium for items that have been, uh, you know, whole, they, just because of the speed that they can get them out to people is really why they can charge these premiums. And the fact that you can sell items so fast on Amazon compared to eBay, it's just, it's one of those things where it's kind of a, a two-headed monster, if you will, where you can sell items at a much higher velocity and you can sell items for typically a much higher price than eBay just because it's Amazon and everybody loves Amazon. Everybody likes to buy from Amazon. It's just the way it is. So um, that's why Amazon is a great place to sell. Now, there are a lot of people that do extremely well on Amazon and make millions of dollars a year, and there are a lot of people that do extremely well on eBay and make millions of dollars a year there too. Amazon is probably the best way to scale, but that's not to say it can't be done on eBay. Um, it's just really kind of your own preference. I don't sell a ton on Amazon. I do a lot of books on Amazon just because for myself, I don't have, um, I just don't like being at the will of some computer automated system that kind of depend that kind of determines if I screw something up that's it I'm suspended and they hold all the funds until they pay me so like that's just one of the things I'm not comfortable with and I'm gated in a lot of different categories which is kind of difficult to sell when you can't sell all the brands you're used to selling so I guess that's the last thing I'll leave you with Amazon has gating and ungating which is gating means that you are not allowed to sell a particular product or a particular type of product or a particular brand on their platform. And that is just because they don't want people who they don't trust making, you know, sales from Nike or Adidas on Amazon's website. They don't want, you know, these sketchy sellers coming on and sending in one and a half shoes to somebody who ordered two brand new shoes and making that customer not trust Amazon, kind of causing a barrier between that customer and Amazon, and them ultimately losing out on the lot of business that way. And so they vet their sellers and you have to prove to them, usually in six months that you can do a significant volume of sales. Think like 
800 to 1,000 sales at least, and then you can start applying to these brands, trying to get ungated in them, that kind of a thing. So that's one of the difficulties that I face. I don't sell on Amazon a ton. I don't really, I don't just, I don't really go after it as much as I, I would like to. And so I'm gated in a lot of different categories on there, whether that be cosmetics, which sell for crazy amounts on Amazon, whether that be brands like a Nike or an Adidas, like all those types of things, I can't sell because I'm gated. So that's something that I want to work on over the course of the next year, trying to get ungated in a lot of brands, trying to get myself set up that I can sell. I can walk into a Walmart, a Target, a Home Depot, wherever I go and find anything on the shelf, pick it up, apply to be ungated and be ungated by the time I get to the checkout line so that I can buy any item that I want to and sell it on Amazon for a premium. So that's something that I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to look into it. If it fits something that you would like to do, if you have the kind of stomach for it where you can deal with yourself maybe becoming suspended if you go over the line too far, I mean, it may be for you. If you can deal with that, the money is definitely there and nobody's questioning that you can make a ton of money selling on Amazon. So that's just what I'll leave you with. I mean, it sounds, this is one of the episodes where I don't sound as positive as I typically do. I just don't deal with Amazon as much as a lot of people do. And I know a ton of people that make a lot of money on Amazon. It's just not something I've had really the time to devote to yet. And I've kind of wanted to build my eBay out and see how much I can do on there. And it's been going really well so far. So I can't really complain about it. It's just been, it's one of those things where once I get a little bit more, um, more in depth with my eBay business and kind of cement it a little bit more, I want to build up my Amazon business and have kind of two of those things going at once. So I would encourage you to look into it. I would encourage you to sell on Amazon. I would encourage you to at least apply and have the ability to do it if you find yourself in a situation where you can sell uh, an item or a bunch of items on their platform. So I'll let you guys go. I'm done with my drive. I kind of just wanted to touch on that a little bit and leave you guys with some new info. So you guys have a good one. Have a good rest of your weekend and stay safe and stay healthy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.